Hello and welcome back to episode four of Life Downloaded. We've got a smashing episode for you today. Episode four? I can't believe we've made it that far. We have. But we have, and people are still listening. Yeah, Thanks just about. That. Just about. So, if you can't hear them already, we've still got the really dodgy builders <laughs> outside. So, you might hear them if I can't edit them. But also, it's A-level results day. Hurrah! So we're going to talk about that a little bit. On top of that, we've got a super secret ninja guest. We do have our first guest. I'm quite excited about this. So we won't tell you too much about that because we don't want to spoil the surprise. But we're talking A-levels. We're talking education as a whole. We even had some jelly beans. Yes, we did. And we're talking about my tooth. My wobbly, wobbly, broken tooth. Wobbly, wobbly, broken tooth. Thankfully, she could still eat jelly beans. I could, wobbly, wobbly, and talk for an hour. And talk for an hour. So, guys, that's Life Downloaded, episode four. After this musical interlude. Here we are. It's episode four, Sam. Hurrah, we made it. We made it. Like, every one of these feels like a bit of an achievement. But this one is extra special today. Is it? Why is that, Dan? Because we're not the only ones sat here, apart from Lola the cat, obviously, who's uh, somewhere. And the, and the 50 builders that are making so much noise today. Thanks, yeah, guys. Yeah, they're still here. They're still so, here. And they're not naked. No. I kind of wish they were. Like, really? Some of them are quite cute, yeah. Looking at some of them out the window. Yeah, though. I do. I'm on, when I'm on my own. <laughs> <laughs> but no, outside of Lola the cat and the builders, it's extra special because we have the lovely Daniel Parker. I'm calling him Daniel to avoid confusion. I know, very confusing. <laughs> he's, not, he's not getting full named because he's in trouble. It's just because I'm a Dan and he's a Dan. So for your listening pleasure, we're going to try and call him Daniel all the way through. So, you could just call me Parker because Parker. actually a lot of friends call like me uh, Parker, my surname. Yeah. I like All right, Parker. Then. Which is kind of like Thunderbirds, you know, yes, milady, that's yeah. what I should be like. Indeed. Oh, do, you, do you drive a pink car? Sadly not. Oh, no. Can I be what's her name? Is it Mrs. M- Money? Money? No, that's, no, that's Lady, Bond. <gasps> Lady Penelope. Oh, Lady, Lady Penelope. Penelope. Well, yeah, so I do have the flat cap, so I kind of do have. Oh, you have brought it now, no, though. Show for attire. So, um, backtrack, backtrack a little bit. Who the heck are you, Parker? So I met you, Sam, a few months back, didn't I, for the first time? You did. Look at you. You're doing a, a podcast, and you kind of invited me on. So you wanted to be on the podcast, and I thought, get you on the podcast. Mm. And we, what we're going to be looking at today, um, is basically um, the the A level results um, that have come out. But before we go on to that, and I just, I just thought that. Uh, Parker, this is so very confusing. Just stick with it, honestly. Um, that uh, obviously you have your autistic, autistic yeah, Asperger's, yeah, and I just thought it'd be really interesting because obviously myself and Dan have got a physical, uh, visible disability, so um, I thought it'd be great to have someone on who um, has an invisible. Uh, disability, just because that is just new territory. Yeah, let's mix it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Mi- let's mix it up a little bit. And I think also, you know, um, 
people with invisible disabilities are the most um, kind of uh, misunderstood, so to speak, because, yeah. uh, you know, people don't really, you can't see your disability, people don't necessarily know how to interact. They can be a bit awkward around myself and Dan, but they normally just say like a wheelchair joke or go beep beep or, you know, go, go brum with a car sound. But I suppose yeah, with I... someone with autism, that's a whole different level um, of, of, of disability and awkwardness, I suppose. So, yeah, um, that's why... Parker is here, um, and also because he's a lovely guy. Uh, right. Yeah, not just not just we're, right. not we're not just ticking boxes here, people. It's all like, yeah, let's get an autistic guy on. That will old Joe. That'll even out the odds. Uh, but before we get on to that, um, what have we been up to this week? Um, so going over to my pod husband Dan. What have I been up to this yeah, week? Yeah, out or now. As we say up north. Out or now? Out or now? Um, I've been doing little bits this week. I've been doing really boring stuff like my tax return. Ooh, living on the edge. Yeah, it was my lady's birthday yesterday, though. Nice. So, so did a couple of bits for that. But you mean you have another wife at home? Uh, I, I thought I, I was your only wife. Yeah, well, you're my pod wife, oh, darling. Oh, this is very upsetting. She she knows you exist, oh, and, and you now know she there exists. There you go. There you so, go. You know, it's all it's all mutual and understood. Good. Um, Good. Oh yeah. So. Been doing lots of little bits this week. Nothing it's, crazy exciting. It's nice to have them weeks where you literally do... I call them admin weeks. Where, you you know, you've got like a list. I'm a list person. I write things in a little book. And I like to tick them off with different coloured pens. Uh, that's how I roll. Uh, but yeah, I like having them weeks because they then little tasks start to pile up. And that can cause so much anxiety. So I actually really like devoting, even if it's not a week, just a couple of days, to doing all these like... Odds and, odds and sods. You feel better after ticking one off. Yeah, odds yeah. and sods. That's yeah. what we say again. Up north, being very northern today. You are. I'm not going to lie, though. Like, what? When it comes to paperwork and stuff like that, I am the ultimate procrastinator. Oh, are you? Oh, see, give it to it. me. You can't oh. be doing too much paperwork. How yeah. about you, Parker? Are you quite uh, organised? The trouble I've got is, because I actually I should say, I also have dyspraxia as okay. well, so my coordination and my handwriting is, isn't great. So I have this thing where I write lists and then I can't actually read them. Be the back. So, Amazing. Yeah. So I actually prefer laptops, computers, digital. But I don't think you're alone there. I think, no. oh, I mean, no, no, I, I used to be a school teacher and some of the kids' writing was just shocking. Shocking! What, what um, they say, don't they, if you've got bad handwriting, you're destined to be a doctor, apparently. Yes! But, uh, yes. Well, that, that didn't work out for me. <laughs> Not me, to be fair. <laughs> um, I can play one. Uh, oh, 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 I know, that's... that's I can visit one. That's yeah, weird, weird territory. <laughs> weird territory. I just had like a... Kind of a sexual kind of, well, you know, dominatrix, doctor, nursing thing going on. I, there. I wasn't going there, Sam. I was, oh, I just, I was, but I went there for you, Dan. You did. I went there for I was, you. I was sort of going, casualty hold me, give me a job. You, you just took oh, it in a whole different way. I just took it to a dungeon. I did. <laughs> That's where I went with that. Anyway, I like to digress on this podcast. Um, but what about your week, lovely <laughs> podwife? Um, I have had a, a very, let's get stuff done, been to the optician, been to the dentist. I've actually broken uh, one of my front teeth, which Ooh. is not great. So um, for the listeners, I have osteogenesis imperfecta, so brittle bones. But um, some of us lucky few within the brittle bone community also have osteodentina. 
genesis which affects our teeth so i don't have collagen in my teeth like i don't have in my bones which basically means my teeth are kind of discolored because the whiteness of your teeth uh, the enamel is built is made up of the collagen which i don't have so i my teeth have always been a sore subject for me and obviously because my bones are, are brittle i can't have implants put in so i in my 30s i've now lost two of my teeth which is a little bit worrying but i've been speaking to a lot of people with the same condition and they they all seem to be in the same boat i think what's frustrating is me working in in social you know in the public eye working in television um you know when you lose a front tooth uh that's, a, that's not an attractive look you really want to be uh going on television with and because i can't have an implant because it might fracture my jaw there's not many options so that's kind of like really been getting me down quite a lot besides you know the the horrible toothache pain i mean i've had 200 broken bones in my life and that i can kind of you know cope with but give me toothache i literally want to kill people like this is why i've not left the house that often so yeah so it's, it's been a bit of a funny one for me being feeling sorry for myself thankfully i have got Lola now, little Lola, to keep me company. I was really high on medication the other day um, and I was on the sofa and she was just kind of biting me and nibbling me and because I was so high on me pain medication, didn't even feel it. I just noticed a lot of scratches all over me. So yeah, she's uh, she's enjoyed the fact that I've been in my pyjamas for, for, for most of the week. Oh, but well, anyway, I made it here. I'm you here. Did. Uh, you made, and I'm you made and I'm it to your own flat. I'm not high. I'm high on life today. High on mm. life, love it. Uh, anyway, again, I told you I can talk. Hey? <laughs> I can talk, talk for Britain. It's one of the reasons you're doing a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> but no, at the time of recording, guys, it is currently Thursday the 15th of August, which for many people around the UK... Including my niece and cousin. Oh. It's A-level results day. And now, this this is a big day for a lot of people, for those listening around the world, because we do have people listening around the world. I looked at the listening figures the other day. We've had a big following in Switzerland. I don't oh, quite know what's going wow. on in Switzerland. Okay. But we've, hi. we've had... Hi. Hi, there. Hi, guys oh, in Switzerland. Uh, love a if you want to send us some free Toblerone... Yes. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> um, email us via the website, lifetimeloaded.com. Exactly. I'll give you my address. <laughs> that might be dangerous. <laughs> but no, um, you know, we've it's A-level results day. So for a lot of 17, 18-year-olds, it's, it's, it's a big day. And, like, I remember my A-level results day. And, you know, you know when you watch it on the TV, you get the people going... You know, if your A-level results don't go to plan, don't worry, don't panic. I was one of those people. My A-level results didn't go to plan. So I can definitely, on A-level results day, talk about that. Because my A-level results didn't go to plan. To the point that my teachers even went, we don't understand your A-level results. Oh, wow. Do, do you want to send them off to be regraded? Yeah. Um, at which point I was like, oh, no, I can't be bothered. Um, but... Even even after doing that, um, I still got to uni, I still did a degree, and I'm still in a career that I love doing. So if your results haven't gone the way you expected them to, I am an example that you can still do what you want to do. Um, you just might have to do it a slightly different way. No, I completely agree. How about you, um, Parker? I can't get used to you calling you that. <laughs> How about you? Um, 
college, mm. happy times, stressful times. For me, high school was very stressful. As soon as I went to college, I came into my own and I loved it and I became quite confident and and, and I had self-worth. Mm. Now, I know that's not the case for everybody. What was your college uh, experience? Did you take A-levels or did you go down a different path? I had a slightly different path. So at college, I actually did a BTEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did BTEC first at film, in film and television. Yep. Then a couple of years later, went to another college in London to do radio production BTEC as well. So my intention was always to do A-levels. Mm. I wanted to go to the same college that my school friends were going to and do yep. my A-levels, which was in media and film studies. And I was obsessed with the idea of working in film. That was my dream at school. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the next Steven Spielberg. I wanted to be a director. Don't we all? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, so, I just want him to employ me. <laughs> he can do well, the directing bit, he can just call. employ me. Um, yeah. I basically wanted to do these A-levels. had it all in my head, built up in my head I was going to do these when I left school. My GCSEs were very average. Mm-hmm. Um, got C's in pretty much everything. Yeah. But that wasn't strong enough to do my A-levels of choice. Okay. So my college of choice ended up sending me to another college to do this B-Tech course. They said, you should go for this instead. And uh, I don't. Uh, the rest is history. I don't. I don't change the path no. at all because I think things certainly happen for a reason. Happen for a reason. Um, and it's funny that you say that because I vividly, from a young age, knew that I had to go to college to get into university because I knew again from a young age that I was quote unquote different mm. and my life would be harder and people would not expect things from me. So the only way I thought I could prove myself to society. And, you know, get someone to fall in love with me and get married. It was to be as normal. Again, I'm using, you know, quote bracket. Air quotes. Air quotes, sorry. Um, was to get A-levels and then go to university. And that was an enormous pressure. And you said that, you know, you had it in your head that you needed to get A-levels. Where did that come from? Would you say that that was external influence? Uh... Was that parents? Was that teachers or was that just genuinely you because you wanted to do that for yourself for me it was a mixture of two things firstly that most people in my school most of my friend groups were all going to university that was their plan anyway but also i had this assumption that to work in the kind of media industry this big industry creative industry you have to go to university this is this assumption i've always had Um, and i think many people still do actually i think which is a big shame but Mm. that's why i really thought i've got to go to university and study film and media as Mm. high up as possible to give myself the best chance of of breaking into the industry. That's why. Yeah. I mean, look, I said that I really love college and I think the main reason I love college was I had really good support. Mm. Um, There was learning support there, but it was... It was, it was done in such a way that it, I wasn't put in a little room on my own. I remember that it was a campus, quite a big campus, my college, and I didn't have, need anyone for the first time to be sat in class with me, which what, which in high school I had someone glued I to me. Too. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you, I, and I found it quite awkward, actually. Yeah. Because, like, you're sitting there with... An adult. A, an adult next to you, and kids are kind of looking like, why, why has Dan got a teacher yeah. sister next to him? You know, and it's kind you of... You can't like, be naughty. No, no, and I felt very... <laughs> in, exactly. no, I, still, I still was, I was still a bit of a class clown, but I felt very insecure about that. Yeah. And like, similarly, when I went to college, my assistants became classroom-based, so looking after a few different uh, students with yeah. learning difficulties, not just myself. Mm. So it's got a bit more spread out. Yeah, no, and I think that's great. It's just to give you a bit more independence, exactly. autonomy, yeah. um, and, and to prepare you actually for the real world. Because as we know, you know, education is great, and it, but it is a bubble. Mm. And I think when you do have a disability, um, uh, you know, as soon as you leave, like as soon as you're 18, I don't know if you found it as well, Dan, as soon as you're 18, it's like, 
you, it's a miracle. You're you're cured. Mm. You don't have a disability anymore. We're yeah, gonna take well. we're yeah. gonna take all the support away from you, and you're on your own in the big bad world. Did you find that, Dan? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, in terms of in terms of adult support compared to to being a, a young person in education or a child in education, the support you get in terms of physio and physical stuff. If you've got a physical impairment. You know, you'll have physios come into school, da 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 da, da um, all that kind of thing. And then you fall off the edge of the, it's like you fall off the edge of the cliff. Yeah. Once you leave education, the, the system completely changes because mm. you, you become an adult and, you know, you become responsible for yourself. But at the same time, there's no transition of, guess what? You're now responsible for yourself. Yeah. yeah. There's no, so. Everything kind of falls off the planet. And if you've got a supportive family, that's great because they'll help you navigate. But if you haven't, then it becomes a real challenge. Yeah, I was going to say the the family thing, actually. So I I was lucky that my family have always been really encouraging Mm. and and trying to really push me to be independent as I can be. And I don't think without that, throughout my school life, college life, up until this point, I would have found that independence Mm. I did. So, you know, I think a bit of tough love was was needed for me in some ways Mm. throughout my life. So that really helps as well. I mean, you've secured an amazing job. You're, you know, what you do, you're great. Um, and and so I think that goes to show that, you know, if you are passionate about something, no matter what, what your, I hate to say, what your obstacle, I hate even all these words, but whatever your situation is, yeah. you know, you can achieve it. But there's a lot that goes into it. Like you said, family support, yeah. having the encouragement, um, you know, when I, so my father died when I was 10, my mum was not in a great place for many, many years, understandably. And my mum was never one of these pushy parents, but to an extent where even if I got like a A star, she'd be like, oh, okay, great. I don't yeah. know if it's a German thing. Like, she, honestly, she was expected more. No, she, she just was she didn't kind of like, yeah. okay, yeah. Okay. Chilled about it. Chilled. Yeah. And I was like, no, like... Give me, like, I need praise. I need stickers. Yeah, I need a gold star. Like, give me something. Um, And I sometimes wish that I had that kind of, like, push. So I had this kind of, like, very weird situation where a lot of people didn't expect me to do. And then I kept achieving more and more and more and more. But then back at home, they were like, my mum maybe grounded me. Mum was like, oh, okay. It's a little bit like that now. Like, she doesn't even watch me on television anymore. <laughs> yeah, neither does mine. Like, literally, she's my, like, oh, well. My mum will, will never watch anything. Like, she's never listened to this podcast. She never will listen to this podcast. I don't even think my mum knows I'm doing a podcast. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about you for like four I episodes. Can, I can but... literally, well, because I really want to do an autobiography, and obviously, like, there's a lot of family things that I want to put in mm. there, and I'm panicking because I'm like, you know, it's not really all about my story. Like, it could, you know, it's it's like, do I divulge about my sister and my relatives that aren't exactly the nicest Are you things? Your mom's right, well, I don't know. Well, this is it. I'm just thinking she probably would never read it anyway. <laughs> As long as I give her like a nice big check at the end of it, yeah. go. This is your, this is your bit. This is your, your money. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Just don't ever read the book. <laughs> don't read it. Don't read it. But yeah, no. My my mum will never like watch or listen anything, listen to anything because she she panics. I'm going to say something wrong or do something wrong or she's going to cringe. And so she's fully supportive, but like she's never watched me wrestle. She's come to some shows. I often have the conversation because a lot of theatre can be creative and out there 
And it's the conversation of, if I come and see this, am I going to get it? Yeah. And I literally have to go, yes or no. If it's a no, she won't come and see it. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like my family are fully supportive. I would not, fact, be able to do what I do without them. Namely because, you know, when I'm not working, I'm not getting paid and money can be hit and miss as a performer. So without their support, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And I say that publicly wherever I go. Um, but, you know, getting back to A-levels, it doesn't matter what your results no. are. They can help, don't get me wrong. But you can still achieve. You might just have to find a different route. See, I mean, I, again, I don't know I always keep mentioning it, but I am very proud of my German heritage. In Germany, there's a very different um, kind of notion towards towards education and there's they still have the like the tripartite system in the sense that they've got three different so you've got um grammar school kind of um technical college and then like a comprehensive so to speak we abolished that in the uk in like the 60s or 60s right yeah Yeah. um anyway so they've still got that system and that really works for them in the sense that um, apprenticeships and, and doing things like you said BTEC mm-hmm. and MVQs that is seen uh, just as high within society as getting a degree and it's mm-hmm. respected whereas I think in the UK unfortunately when someone says I've done you know not done A-levels or I've not gone to university you know we've got these preconceived like stereotypes of oh they're just not they're a bit thick, aren't they? Or it's they're, almost, or they're, you know, they yeah. they they can't do, you know, they couldn't, they're not academic enough, and it's seen as a negative, which is awful. These are not my views, by the way. But mm. on the whole, I think that's that's. It's almost looked down on, isn't it? It is looked down it's on. That's what I'm trying to get yeah. at. It's totally looked down on, and I do think it's a shame because when I was a teacher, I worked with a lot of children with a variety of different educational needs, and some of them were just so creative. And I'm a creative. I failed GCSE maths. I just can't do math. I can't do math. You know what I mean? I'm just rubbish. Um, but that's fine. Like again, like what Dan said, I'm doing a job that I love and I sustain myself and I've got a pretty decent life, you know? And that it was without things that I was strong in. But I think we need to nurture and we need to encourage um people who are more creative. I mean, look, you can't even get a plumber nowadays. Where are all the plumbers? <laughs> well, th- this is the thing. Like, you know, if my plumber's got a degree all power to my plumber. Uh, yeah. But but at the end of the day, I want a plumber that knows how to plumb. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? And you're not going to learn how to weld a U-bend, if they even weld U-bends. I don't know. I'm not I don't even know. It sounds but, right. But you know, what, you know what I'm saying? I want to know that they know how to physically put some pipes together to make my plumbing work. And you're not going to do that by writing a 7,000-word dissertation. So just because you've got a different set of skills doesn't make your achievements anything less I'm still going to come to you as a plumber and go make my plumbing work yeah. and the thing is we're all, we're all different kinds of learners as well well this yeah. is it some people the more academic should we say like the re, you know the theory kind of side of things but these practical qualifications like BTECs where you can learn on, on the job basically kinesthetic exactly. learning um, lessons at school like drama music dance sorry I had to do dance at school just going to admit that oh I was my goodness awful. Um, <laughs> uh, are you, why are you not on Strictly this year I've seen them. This is like dad dancing at weddings. That's me. Disco Dan. Disco Dan, they should call me. Disco Dan. That's better than Parker. Disco Dan. But these lessons are so important because there are kids who just need to learn in a practical way. 
and it can really benefit them in their future career aspirations. Yeah, but it's true that we are losing our creativity because we've got this increase, um, you know, screen time. So people are, are bored easier. Mm. Like, you know, I, I listened to this um, amazing podcast about, you know, people using too much technology. And, you know, when you're in a lift, normally you before iPhones or whatever, you'd be just with your own thoughts in yeah. a lift. Yeah. And now people keep looking and there was a study, don't know where it was, probably in America or something, where they had a student and they said, right, you have to sit here for 20 minutes, 20 minutes, not long. No, no, not in a lift, in a classroom. Um, you had to not allowed to interact with people. You have to be in your own thoughts. You can either be in your own thoughts for 20 minutes or you could go and get an electric shock, right, right. over there in the corner. And most of them went and got an electric shock. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because we are so... But, 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 our attention span is so little now but this is killing off creativity because we are we become creative when we are bored mm-hmm. when we're sat with our own thoughts and i i, I fear spontaneous moments, spontaneous moments. Yeah. and i fear i don't know how we've gotten to this from a levels but um <laughs> but i do fear that you know if we're not nurturing yeah. kind of that creative side we're gonna have a really scary future yeah you know, mm-hmm. generation of, of people that aren't building, aren't thinking about new technology or it's, yeah. thing is, I think young people are creative. I think they're creative in different ways because technology is enabling them to be so. Whether, because I mean, I watched a video on Facebook um, the other day and it was just photography tricks using your phone. And I was like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. So they're being creative in different ways. I don't think creativity will ever be dead. I think, but I I have my concerns about the British educational system um, (laughs) in the fact that, you know, I am an actor by trade. I did drama at school. You did drama, music and dance. Parker, Disco Dan, whatever we're calling you. It's all moment. very confusing. A man of many names. You in the corner here. (laughs) You boy. You you know, and Sam... I'm assuming you did some creative subjects on some level. You must uh, well, have. Well, I suppose languages. Yeah. Did languages. And I did drama at uh, high school. Well, yeah. there you go. You see, you did. And I worry that, you know, our education system has become so focused on academia and passing exams that people are not gaining the skills to access their creativity in the same way. No, exactly. I mean, we're focused on what you call the core subjects. So English, maths and science, which again, are great. You know, it's great if you can read and it's great if you can, you know, independently know your outgoings and be able to, you know, um, know what an APR is on a, on a, uh, on a, on a what's it called, a, a credit card. But again, I think where we fail as well is, is going back to, do you remember general studies? We had general no. studies. Am I really old? So general studies <laughs> was basically one lesson that we had to do at A-level, one lesson a week, really silly. And I thought general studies meant learning things like what does APR mean on a credit card? What is a mortgage? What is, you know, like life, life skills? Life skills. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't. It was quite sociology-based, mm. which I kind of like. Yeah. But I, I kind of kept coming away from that thinking, okay, so if you're not really academic, what would have been great was having... Subjects, life skills like that. Um, did you have so? Was it called life skills where you were at school? No, 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 it wasn't. But um, I had similar lessons. Uh, I can't remember what they were called, but I did have I did have similar lessons. And I think 
you know, it stems it stems to what in high schools is known now, I believe, please somebody will correct me in the Twitterverse, I'm sure, as PHSE or Personal oh, yeah. Health and Social Education. I thought they get rid of that now, don't they? Um but the thing is the thing is, like, that's vitally important because that starts to shape you as a person. Whatever your beliefs may be, and everybody knows how divided the UK is right now over certain subjects. That I will not name on this podcast because I, I, I will go on a rant if I do. Um, but yes, that one that you've tried to cough. Yeah. Um, you know, we know how divided we are. And I think a lesson like PHSE is all the more important in the world of social media, if nothing else, to teach young people. And I think young people are switched on. You know, you've got to give them credit where credit is due. But I think it doesn't hurt to educate young people in going, look, everything you see on social media, you want to find out more, do your own investigations, find reliable sources, because, you know, companies like the BBC, companies like ITV and all your news-generating organisations will try and be as neutral as possible, and some of them won't try and be as neutral as possible. Um, and you have, to, you have to learn how to balance that, and I think that is rapidly becoming a life skill that young people need to learn. Look at me getting all deep and philosophical. Um, there, there was um, recently like a camp um, for primary school kids, and it was a social media camp, so it taught kids how to become influencers, and I saw a debate on that recently, and it was interesting because, God bless, it was more the parents pushing the kids, you know, very, very, quite Americanized in that respect, you know, that, that proper pushy parent, you know, um, not to generalize, but you know, the shows that I'm talking about. Um, and that was interesting because on the, coming from a teacher's point of view, I thought, you know, what, what a great idea, because I wish I was more savvy. When I was teaching, uh, Photoshop just was coming in to school and the kids that I was teaching, their Photoshop skills was amazing and I, I had to cover some of the classes sometimes and I was like, oh, I don't know, I had no clue. And I'm a little bit jealous of not being born a little bit sooner, you know, because to pick up these skills, I mean, obviously I can do it on my own, you know, my own free will now, but it's maybe not as easy if you were brought up, you know, doing that. Mm. So I, I, I think like these kind of, these camps to have, um, to show people how to use YouTube, how to edit small videos is fantastic. But then they've got that other side of influencers. You know, they a lot of them are basically used as a tool to sell products. Mm. So there's that fine line. But it's, I mean, education needs to change. That I think that's what we're all in agreement with. Yeah. And um, and I also think, as someone with a disability, you know, we need to encourage more people with disabilities because we do get told that we probably can't do X, Y, and Z. I was told I would never go to university or never go to college, and I surpassed everyone's expectations. So I think it's important that we have a more inclusive education system and dif- differentiate, you know, how we how we kind of teach children. Just give them more options. Just give them more options. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and get rid of that stigma you know, like they do in Germany and probably like they do in a lot of European countries, you know, of if you are great with your hands and not very academic, that's great as well. Mm. Happy days. So I've got a question for you both. Um, If you were to go back to your 17-year-old self, uh, or sixteen. So, what, how old are you when you're when you're at college? Seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight, eighteen, um, generally, 18. when you're passing uh, your. Elements. What would you say 
um, to yourself, doing your A-levels, waiting for this day, your A-level results, uh, worrying, because I was a big worry and I made myself sick through worrying. I got mm. OCD through worrying, uh, would make myself vomit and all. Horrible, horrible, horrible through worry. Worry, worry, yeah. worry. I've Been probably... There. Probably taking 10 years off my life Me too. during this time, this A-level yeah. period. Um, so what would you say? Dan, let's start with you. What would I say? Um, kind of what I've said at the start of the podcast already. Uh, don't worry about your results. If you want stuff to happen, find another way to make it happen. And just be prepared in whatever you want to do to chase it and work your ass off. And by the way, you want to be an actor listen to listen to the advice you've been given and acknowledge you're probably going to be broke most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice there, Dan. Yeah. Um, Parker, Disco Dan, what are we calling you now? Disco Dan. Disco Dan, there we go. I think similarly for me, I'd say embrace your path. It's about the journey as much as the destination, they say. Uh, certain things happen for a reason. Just believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Work hard as you're doing and it may... You, it may take patience, but you'll get there. Yes. I think I echo both of what you've said. And as me, who used to feel sick and I thought my life would be over if I didn't get X, Y and Z, what I would say is I I went through a route and I became a teacher and I did languages and I actually didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to do sociology and I wanted to do drama and I didn't. I listened to other people because they told me what would be best for me for job opportunities being disabled mm. and I, I succeeded in them but I wasn't happy and then when I was 27 I quit my job as a teacher and moved to London and I am now doing what I love yes um, work is up in the air but I genuinely enjoy it so I think if I were to go back to my 17 year old self I just want to take a little bit of that pressure off because I made myself ill mm. I really and I just think poor Sam there was enough going on in her life then without worrying about about them them pieces of them them letters on a piece of paper because i i don't have media training i didn't go to rada i you know i'm learning everything as i go along fake it till you make it exactly that's definitely what we're doing on this podcast exactly exactly (laughs) you know um and i think you know we've all got internal kind of skills and I think we need to follow that more than something that is forced upon us. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Hurrah! Uh, yes, <laughs> it does. <laughs> well done. But 17, 18-year-olds that have just got your A-level results, well done. You bust your asses, whatever result you got. And yeah, just relax now. And whatever you decide to do next, wherever you're going, whether you're going to uni, whether you're doing whatever, just focus on that. Because they go and get some vodka, but they're not eighteen yet, are they? Well, some, some of, of them. A lot of them if are. you're eighteen, drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah, because like I said to my cousin, who is eighteen, that got his results today. Don't kill off all those brain cells you're going to be using <laughs> in the next three years. Um, so yeah, but yeah, enjoy. It. But you know, for those of you that are going to uni, I I went to uni, and like it is a life experience. You will do things that you you never thought you would do some probably very questionable um, <laughs> that you may regret the day afterwards talking of which parker disco dan you bought a, a 
what I would call in the wrestling business a gimmick with you today, yes. or something that you decided. A gift. A, a gift. Well, well, I what? say gift loosely because uh, we may well regret this. What have we got? I'm excited. Okay, so I know you guys, when you do this podcast, you like to have your snacks, your pretzels, your yes, Oreos. Yes, we do. So you bought snacks. Uh, yeah. snacks. Now, this is just my, well, my silly sense of humour. This is the way my mind works. I didn't bring you any chocolate or biscuits or crisps. Okay, because that would be too easy. Be too easy. Too safe. I bought you guys some every flavour beans from Harry Potter. Harry Potter beans? So do you like jelly beans? I do. I do like jelly well, beans. Well, these aren't like jelly beans. Oh. Some of them are. Are they all minions? So I can give you a quick rundown of the flavours. Oh, yeah, give us a quick like. taste. Okay, yeah. so, there are some go. nice ones like banana, tutti frutti, cherry, cinnamon. But there's also some bad flavours oh, like no. dirt, rotten egg, earwax. Dirt? And I think the worst one, vomit. Oh, oh so, no, uh, are could, you joking? We should have a game of bean roulette. Oh. <laughs> now, who wants to go first and pick oh. one out of the bag? The dad can go first. Oh, thanks. Go on, Dan. Um, right, have we got like a plastic bowl? I think I might need Oh, no. I pick it from the packet. No, don't but I'm saying, spit, don't in spit case them I want to throw it. Don't spit them on the floor because the cat will eat it. Okay, what colour is it? It's green, a limey, greeny colour. So. Well, I, I'm not going to say. Just oh. try it and see what you think. <laughs> Why? You know what? It might be lime. It might come be on, apple. Come on, come on, Okay. It might be apple. My my taste buds have gone anyway. I don't know why, so it's fine. What's he got? What's he got? I can't, he's wait, he's we, going... Should we try and describe his face? Cause he looks like he's about to go look. green and turn into a hawk. Can't, no, horrible. it can't be that bad. I'm not sure what it is, but it's not horrible. Oh. Okay, well, according to this packet, the colour it looks like is grass. Grass? Yeah. Does it taste like grass? Who eats grass? Is it grass? If it if that's grass, I am officially a cow. I'm going to eat some grass. Oh, wow. My, my turn. Hey, Sam. My turn. I don't know if it was grass. Oh, that looks dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's got like a patchy orangey brown one. Oh. What is it? It's horrible. She wants to spit it out. <laughs> what is it? Oh, I don't. What does it taste like? I don't know. I that's don't... vomit, apparently. She's <laughs> 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 got vomit. <laughs> I mean, it's not horrendous. No. Did that take you back to uni days, tasting vomit? No, I was a really good girl at uni. Did, did, did you vomit after your hangover last episode? No. Oh, well done. No. <laughs> I don't throw up anymore now. <laughs> um, my hangovers are more like headachey and just why, 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 that kind of yeah. one. Whereas when I was younger, I'd be sick in the morning and then it'd kind of that, sleep it off, yeah. you know? But mm. now it lingers until about four o'clock in the afternoon. And then I'm like, oh... All right. I feel all right, but now there's not much to be done for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I want another one. Oh, she wants oh. to go for another one. I want another one, but I'm going to have that a look. That's not bad then, the one you just had. Oh, she's got a white one. Whitey, creamy one. Mm. Oh. That is... Um, oh. I don't know. We're looking at these colours on here. It's either rotten egg or marshmallow. I know which one I prefer. Mm. I think it might be a rotten egg, but they're not too bad. Okay. These beans are kind of disappointing. I don't know what I don't know what it says about me. Or maybe maybe it is a bit minging. Oh, no, no, you, you can you, have one. You've got to have one now. Well, you can have one. Oh, this looks. I've got what looks like. Oh, no, I think I know what this is. Eat it. It looks like a pea. It's a green. Eat it now. Don't try this at home, boys and girls. No, what is it? Oh, that's watermelon. That's definitely watermelon. Oh, watermelon. Oh, that's not oh, so that's, bad. that's easy. Mm. Oh, well, you know what? I got two of the most disgusting ones and I survived. So, oh, girls are better than boys. Look, I survived eating grass, they, apparently. Uh, I have vomit <laughs> and rotten eggs, so... I don't, I don't actually like watermelon, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, um, Disco Dan, because you are an avid 
uh, listener to Live Downloaded. Thank you um, for that, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Our number one fan. Mm, absolutely. Um, you will know that we talk about um, accessible bathrooms, or mm. bathrooms in general, because yes. um, a lot of our lives revolve around bathrooms. Um, what's the funniest thing that you've ever found in a public <coughs> bathroom? And also, controversial... No, it shouldn't be controversial. Um, do you ever use accessible bathrooms? Because uh, because you are uh, autistic and dyspraxic, mm-hmm. um, obviously you are with well within your rights to use an accessible bathroom, um, and a lot of people with invisible disabilities do get a lot of harassment and stick for doing so, uh, which is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you? Um, yes. Have you? Yes. Um, do. You don't need to tell us the reasons why. No. But um, So, yeah, so you'll know when we're talking about um, accessible bathrooms being used for all sorts of weird things. Go on. Who, what, what's, oh, what's been your weirdest encounter? Okay. This was quite recent. So I've just come back recently from a trip to Portugal. Nice. In a hotel I went into, which was the disabled toilet. Yeah. Now, you know, in many public bathrooms, there's usually pictures on the wall. Mm-hmm. Usually of, I don't know, like a seaside or a field. Something or something generic. Like yeah, generic. Or like yeah. bathroom especially if, you're, especially if you're in like tourism <coughs> hotels. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But on... Literally, in this one, as you're facing the toilet, it's right in your face. There's a picture of what can only be described as a very, very, very obese lady who's completely naked. And it's oh, basically wow. crack of her bottom is right in your face in this picture. Nice. Um, I thought that was quite random, a random picture choice. That's I quite all. like it, though. Which I guess maybe now is considered art. Oh, well, yeah. But, Pervy women back in the day. That's all we saw. But this was quite a sort of... The way it was drawn was just a quite funny style, oh. I thought. Um, but in terms of anything else that's quite random... Not, nothing really comes no. to mind. No, no, no. That's quite disappointing. Sorry. Well, if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> even the, even though Disco Dan Parker, what, the man of many names, hasn't found anything particularly random, if you listen to episode one, you'll remember us talking about Houston and the toilet mm. door being opened on you. That happened to me twice oh, this yeah, morning. Today? Yeah, today. Yeah, today. What, on your way over here? On my way oh, to record Life no. Downloaded. Yeah, happened to me twice. Uh, can I just say as well, this has happened a couple of times recently, I'm sure we've all been there, where people just lock the bathroom door. Lock your door. How many times have you gone into a public toilet now and someone's been in there and they've like shut the door again when you opened it? Like a couple of times recently, I've gone to open a door, mm. which is unlocked from the, from the outside. Oh, okay. But they've forgotten to lock it. Basically, someone is in there, they've forgotten to lock it. Oh yeah, that, that happens that. all the time. Especially on like trains all the yeah. time oh yeah trains people, I've, that's people happened. for some reason assume that the door is automatically going to lock itself yeah this is this is why like companies like virgin now have a voiceover voice that's have a, so annoying makes me jump sorry. every time oh so but annoying at least they tell you you haven't locked the door yeah. it and now not tells to put you. things down like your shoe down the toilet I mean Indeed. I really hope people I don't saw recently that you could actually apply to be the new voice yes there's right. a guy no. from yeah. Manchester he, got it. he won it really yes. yes but there was controversy with that being a professional actor why voiceover actors got very upset why because initially the winner wasn't being paid so oh. they're, esen- they're essentially going, come do it for free, thanks. Oh, I get you. So voiceover actors got very, very annoyed. This is what happens right. in the industry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've, you've often heard me say, you know, I dislike reality TV and all that kind of stuff. It's part of the reason why. Because, you know, a lot of non-professional performers and a lot of people being re- involved in reality tv are signing contracts and they don't know what they're signing they're just happy to be on tv and they're not getting paid what they should be paid and it's and it makes that, it harder for me to happens, earn a decent that match. happens again even when i do news reports and x y and z you know that's the same in the in the industry there's a lot of people 
people just do things for free because they want to, you know, get their starting point, which is fair enough, because that's how I started out, more so in charity work, so obviously you don't get paid for that. But um, that kind of ruins it, not ruins it, but it makes it really harder for everyone else. Um, so I wanted to end the, that was a bit abrupt. I wanted to end this <laughs> podcast. Get out. Get out change, change Get that. out. Change that. Um, I'm really hungry, so you do need to release things because I really want to have something to eat. Sam, um, this, is, this is becoming a thing. I know. Dan, I'm you need to leave to because I need to sleep. Yeah. Dan, um, you need to leave because sleep. I need to eat. Stop interrupting. <laughs> um, lost my train of thought now. No, so I thought it'd be really nice to get some questions from our lovely listeners. Um... So I put a post out on Instagram and Twitter. So thank you for the people that um, kind of uh, replied to that. And one of our, again, one of our other number one fans, Carrie Ann. Hi, Carrie Ann. Hello. Um, her question is, I think it was aimed at myself and Dan because we didn't announce that we had. No, no, that's fine. You yeah. on. You are, you are a super secret ninja guest. Yeah, you were super secret. <laughs> uh, what's your favourite thing about each other? Hashtag pod couple. So, um, what's what's the favorite, What's the thing you like most about me, Dan? And what is the thing I like most about you? Oh, who wants to go first? Um. So, I one thing I like about you is that you're an extremely kind person. And I say that because I I've noticed because I'm I'm quite high demanding. Um. A bit of a diva. Um. And you always keep your cool with me. Um, and I think you genuinely, if you think that you've, not that you upset me, but if you think that, um, I am maybe upset about anything, uh, not even related to you, just in general, um, you genuinely reach out and make sure that I'm okay. And also, I really don't like confrontation. Um, I struggle and sometimes I can become quite passive aggressive when I, and that comes from not wanting to confront something so obviously working together this is a new experience for myself and dan and um you're the very few per- people in my life where i can actually say if i've got a grievance or if i'm not happy with something and feel comfortable doing that i'm not normally comfortable with anybody else does that make sense mm. like so i feel like i could be like no do you know what don't want to do that or i'm not happy with that whereas with anyone else we've gone yes okay <laughs> yes when I'm dying in size. Um, so I appreciate that about you, that um, we've got a good working relationship as well. But I think your kind nature is what I love the most about you, Dan. Oh, how am I going to follow that? <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to follow that? Seriously. Um, no, favourite thing about Sam, well, there's numerous. For a start, she's definitely more stylish than I am. Let's, let's throw well, that out. That was there. a given. Yeah, you know. She's she's the glamour of this relationship. <laughs> um, but also, you know, she's got a drive like nobody else. She's like, I'm going to achieve it. That's it. You're not going to stop me. Um, and she's determined and she'll she won't pull any punches. You know, <laughs> although she's just said, I, I, I'll say yes to things and I might die inside, especially with me and probably lots of other people. She trusts if she doesn't like something, she'll tell you in no uncertain terms. <laughs> but. But that's good because she'll go, no, it's not going to work. Um, but at the same time, she'll listen if she's not sure. And, you know, so she's a good communicator, is our son. Yeah, Capricorn. 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 There you go. Yeah. A good listener. Yeah. 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 We are. We're, we're placid people. We're good listeners, but piss us off and we'll have you. We'll have you. We'll have you. No, so, you know, I, I like I like. Sam, for many reasons. Ah. Um, but, yeah, no, we do work well together. We do. And if. 
you know, some random TV company goes, yes, they do. Let's take Let's, them off we want a talk show and, and put them on a talk show. That's Twi- great tw- as well. Twitterverse, get on it. Let's, you know... Let's start talk our own show, talk, talk show, talk show. Two peas in a pod. Yeah. Two peas in a pod, yeah. Wait, there you go. He's tightening it already. I don't even notice. I do like a pun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I've enjoyed today. I have. I am going to trick you all out. We do need to say, I've got one of them, um, so, speaking of social media um, influences, I have got one of them uh, pretentious ring lights, you know, to make us look beautiful. Yes. So we're going to take a picture. Okay. Um, so we can step up our Instagram Absolutely. game. Yes. Um, you need to go. I'm going to chuck you out because I do. I'm hungry. Unless you want me to cook dinner for you, lunch for you. Well, you know. um, <laughs> I am more than happy to do. Uh, but yeah, I think that was lovely. And I think um, we should get you back on again. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, we've thank enjoyed you. having you. It's been been a first for us, but it's been great, hasn't yep. it, Dan? Secret Mystery Ninja Guest. Um, yeah, another name. Where's that disco music now? That's what we need. Yeah, the outro. Yeah, put, put, put some on. Night, yeah. Right, we, on that note. Indeed. Bye. On that note, guys. <laughs> I am Dan Edge. I am Samantha Rang. This has been episode four of Life Downloaded. Downloaded. And we shall see you soon, Ciao. I guess. See you later.